open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Hey, thanks for listening on the uh, on the airwaves. Also on our digital platforms, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. If you haven't done it already, it's a free download for your smartphone or tablet. NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And our podcast, you want to say it? Because this is kind of like Friday for me. You want to say it? You could say it. All right, I'll say it. It's everywhere. Anchor's our home base on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. 
At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram is our social media platform. Join the conversation there. And, uh, yeah, I mentioned it. Uh, tomorrow we got wall-to-wall high school football right here on uh, 106.1 FM. Just keep it here, uh, you know, throughout the weekend. As again, the best in high school athletics. Uh, right here with our friends at CrestedySports.com and, of course, uh, 106.1 FM, Ken Trahan uh, leading the way. Uh, I'll be taking off tomorrow, preempted by one of the games. So, uh, again, if you're out and about but you wish you were at the championship game, just tune in to 106.1 FM, and we'll have all the high school, uh, local high school games for you uh, right here on our station. All right, um, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. I thought it was a very good show today. Renee Nato uh, and also uh, Les East of CrestedySports.com. Uh, we, we just laid it out there. We talked about the Saints. We talked about the future of Dennis Allen, the future of Mickey Loomis. Um, uh, they were very frank about their, about their thought. Look, they're two of the senior members of the media in this town. They, they have gone, they have been uh, covering the Saints for decades. Uh, they grew up in this town, uh, they, they, you know, since the Saints' inception. Uh, and, of course, they have, a, they have a great take as well. You know, Les is out there every day covering them. And Renee doesn't cover them every day, but Renee is, is there for every game and also covers them as well. So it was, a, it was a very candid conversation about the Saints today. Also, Tulane, and something that I've been bringing up and I'll bring up to all my guests going forward. You know, again, look, how do you sustain this? Uh, how do you get the facilities that are necessary to sustain the type of winning that we want to see at Tulane? And um, uh, we had a, a frank conversation about that. Um, Talk about the Tigers and, and their turnaround. Uh, and, of course, the Pelicans, who are now in first place, all alone. Well, I think it's maybe a, a, a tie. Yes, a tie for first place with Phoenix. Uh, they play Phoenix tomorrow night and on Sunday night here in the here in the city at the Smoothie King Center. Uh, but they are all alone in first place. I'm sorry, I said it again. They are tied for first place uh, in in the Western Conference. They are all alone in the Southwest Division, champ, uh, Southwest Division, uh, right now and looking to again. Uh, Playing for a championship this year. I mean, no other way to put it. Playing for a Southwest Division championship, uh, playing for an NBA championship. Can, can they get it? I, I don't know. But I sure think they could be a top-four team, and they're playing like it right now uh, on a five-game win streak, and we had that conversation as well. We're going to have the same uh, similar conversations today with, with our great guest, uh, Gary Smith of the Wave Report, Noel.com, and The Advocate uh, will join us uh, at 4.15. Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast, uh, Saints Wire, and also uh, CrestedSports.com joins us at 4.35, uh, Talking Saints. Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights will talk about the Pels. Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show at four at 5.35 uh, joins us, and he'll talk uh, about the LSU Tigers. And if we have time, we will touch on the New Orleans Saints. So, again, our normal Thursday uh, show, as I mentioned, be out tomorrow. So, again, there will be no William Grant family to still this Friday extravaganza. We invite you to, again, partake uh, in a William Grant product. Why wouldn't you, huh? It's the weekend. Uh, and, um, of course, probably got a lot of folks coming in town. If you're looking to also um, maybe give a great gift for um, the upcoming holiday season, why not a um, member of the portfolio of William Grant? Henry Jim Lago Tequila, Rekha Vaca, Hottest Spirits on the Market, of course, Glenfinnick Scotts Whiskey, Valvini Scotts Whiskey, Grant's Glenn Scotts Whiskey, uh, and also Monkey Shoulder, all award-winning. Well, scotches. Telemore Dew Irish Whiskey is the second largest selling Irish whiskey in all the world. Fistful of Bourbon Whiskey, Hudson Bourbon Whiskey, or the bourbon, uh, part of the bourbon portfolio. Florida Canyon Nicaraguan Rum and Sailor Jerry Rum 
or the rum portfolio, Trambui, is uh, is part of our liqueur uh, portfolio. And, of course, with Sailor Jerry Rum, every bottle of Sailor Jerry Rum purchased in Louisiana, of course, those proceeds go to the God Foundation, www.gotourtroops.org. So I want to get that in for you again for my, for my good friends uh, over at uh, William Grant as we will be out tomorrow and preempted. Uh, today's program is brought to you by my good friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And I'm telling you, this is the time. Uh, you know, Christmas in the French Quarter is wonderful. Uh, you know, getting the chance to be a walk around, see the decorations, uh, Jackson Square, etc. If you're bringing the family down, think about grabbing a bite to eat or a few cocktails at one of the Oceana family of restaurants. Oceana Grill serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner daily, seven days a week, over eight. Close at 1 a.m. Uh, also, again, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, uh, two of the other restaurants on Bourbon Street itself uh, with, again, uh, Mambo's with a rooftop bar, which is second to none. Uh, fantastic cuisine for you. Three floors of, again, which is the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant out here in Metairie, uh, where, again, you can look, especially for the, the, if you're into sports, huh, all the TV screens, the great food, also, again, the um, uh, fantastic cocktails and the great beer selection. Man, you can't go wrong. Uh, holiday parties, consider having a holiday party at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And also, I'll tell you once again, gift cards. I mean, gift cards are, are again, fantastic for restaurants because, again, they're banking that money immediately. And then, of course, you're giving out to someone that get, you care about. And uh, they get a chance to be able to go to get a great meal at a great New Orleans restaurant. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And that's a win, 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 win all the way around. So, again, really consider uh, gift cards as you're giving out gifts uh, this, this upcoming holiday season. And don't forget about my friends over at Old New Orleans Cookery. 205 Bourbon Street, open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. They're open late. They stay closed at 1 a.m. Uh, and, of course, it starts with the Cajun Creole cuisine, which is absolutely fabulous. Uh, but also, again, other, other dishes on there that are more traditional dishes. You know, folks coming in from out of town, they might not you know, want to have Cajun Creole cuisine, want to eat what they normally eat. That, that, they have that there for you. So really, again, as I say always, something for everyone, right? Not one, but two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms, private restroom, private bar, and it is a perfect place for your next event. Whether you're looking for the Mardi Gras season or, again, any time, especially with the holidays coming up, you've only got your own private Bourbon Street balcony to have a party on, uh, and believe me, uh, the folks at the Oceana Family of Restaurants and also Old New Orleans Cookery, they know how to put on a party for you. Uh, it's perfect for date night. Also, again, family or friends that are getting together for the for the holidays. Maybe you're trying to close that business deal before the end of the year. Bring them on over to Old New Orleans Cookery. Hey, to find out more, nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. Uh, it's always a good time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. And I'm telling you right now, fantastic uh, uh, food for you. Uh, an authentic French Water Courtyard. Uh, I mean, picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street where you can kind of, you know, just sit back and watch the, the craziness. Uh, it's got everything you want in a restaurant on Bourbon Street right there in the 200 block of Bourbon Street. 205, it's Old New Orleans Cookery. All right, let's kick it off. Got a lot to get into today. And uh, as always, I love my Thursday lineup because we cover each and every team. And to break it down for us, nobody, I don't say nobody, I mean a nobody breaks down Tulane. Uh, like Gary Smith. His Wave Report um, website is the most comprehensive look at the Wave. And all you guys that are coming out the woodwork now that are Tulane fans, uh, I invite you uh, to be able to subscribe to the Wave Report because you'll get your information first. Uh, you'll be the guy that has all the information about the Wave before anybody else does. Of course, does a great job for the Picayune, Noel.com, and the Advocate. And he's with us each and every week here on the program. Gary Smith joins us. Gary, how are you, bud? 
Doing great, Eric. Doing great. Uh, did you did you ever think you'd see a scene again like Tulane had at uh, Yeoman Stadium on uh, on Saturday night? I mean, that that was just a, it was a surreal ex- experience. Uh, you know, I, I I was in Florida during the 1998 season, but I came back right. to New Orleans for Thanksgiving. Went to the Louisiana Tech, I think, home finale that year over Thanksgiving yes. weekend. I went drove up to the Liberty Bowl to watch Tulane play BYU, but there was nothing like watching the fans run onto the field after a comprehensive home victory like like, like Tulane had on uh, on Saturday. Just 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 the atmosphere, everything. I didn't think I'd ever see it again at Tulane. No, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, you know, I've talked about it all week. You know, I date myself, you know, again, but I mean, I've got a chance to see so many great things in my lifetime and, and was, was such a staunch Tulane fan growing up, right? You know, I mean, Waterboy in the 74 season, yep. 72, I was, I was in the stands uh, when, when, uh, when I think it um, what, what was it, Darling Willie uh, came up short. Yep. On, on I was there too. Touchdown to beat LSU. <laughs> yeah. Was that it? Nine to three. And my Nine, memory gets me right. And then, that of course, was the right then year. 14 nothing. Yeah. yeah. Right. For, yeah. Winning the next year, fourteen nothing, mm-hmm. and the scene on Saturday reminded me of the of Tulane correct. beating LSU for the first time in twenty five years, mm-hmm. and I was on that field, right? I mean, I got a chance yeah. to go on Tulane Stadium's field for the first time mm-hmm. uh, then, and it really yeah. took me back, and it was so gratifying, mm-hmm. and I and I was so, um, I mean, I really was. Uh, was taken back by, again, the, the, the number of students that finally showed up and they were yep. into the game, and you could see it. Uh, and, and it almost was like I, I told this to, to Manny Huda earlier this week, um, Gary. It was almost mm-hmm. c- c- cathartic uh, when, when yeah. you're not talking about, you know, what happened there. And, of course, a lot of Tulane fans that have been beaten down all these years to be able to come out and then win the conference and have a chance at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. It, 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 it's incredible. I mean, and, and yeah, that was my, I, I arrived at the stadium about an hour ahead of time and the students were already there packed in that end zone and, and they didn't leave at halftime. <laughs> they did, it was nothing we've come to expect over, over the years. This was, a, this was the moment where this team really captured the, the fan base again. And it was just, it was, it was fun to see. It really was. It really was, Gary. And, and again, a congratulations to Willie Fritz, his team. I mean, you have been, you have done a great job painting a picture for us all season long. I mean, you told us in the off season these guys are working out in yep. the summer, uh, the large group, and you told us then. I think they're going to they're they're, they're going to turn this thing around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you told us about the incoming uh, transfers in the transfer yep. portal and how and how they would make a difference. And again, that came to fruition. Uh, you look at at again this uh, the way uh, the the new coaches with Swoboda and all. Also staying with Hampton. I mean, pretty much everything you've told us throughout the year has come to fruition. It, it, it did, and, and I, you know, I, I knew they were. I thought they were going to be a lot better. I didn't envision this though um, until. I, but I will say, when I went to that Kansas State game at Kansas State. Look, I had no idea Kansas State was as good as they turned out to be. I had no idea Kansas State was going to be a Big 12 champion. But that day, I saw Tulane look like the better team against a good. <laughs> um, Power Five conference team. I just had not seen that before, and it, 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 it was at that moment that I was like, "Hey, this team might be able to win a championship." And then, of course, the adversity hit before their season, their conference opener against Houston, with <laughs> with not having Michael Pratt available, and then Justin Ibietta going down in the first series. And that truly, that night, a game they had to win because of tiebreakers and Houston's easier schedule and all of that. That was a game Tulane wouldn't have been celebrating if um, <laughs> on Saturday if they hadn't won that game in Houston in overtime. The second Tyje Spears caught that pass in the end zone to end that game in overtime, I really thought this was a team that could win a conference championship. And boy, did they they go out and do it! I mean, it's just it, that that it, 
Nobody will ever be able to say that this team lucked into a conference title, that they, no. that they played the hardest schedule in the league. They had to go mm-hmm. to Cincinnati to win. They had to do a rematch against maybe the most talented team in the league on paper in UCF at a game where they had not played well the first time, and they just comprehensively whipped them <laughs> on Saturday night with just a dominant, dominant display on both sides of the ball. Because championships don't ever come easily, they had to make it really tight for a while there. And what looked like it was going to be a route turned into a very tense affair in the fourth quarter. And then Tulane went right back at him, got it, got the lead right back up to the 17 final margin. It's just this. This is just this is a fantastic team. This is a, this is a team that's legitimately a top 15 team in the country. And they kept their coach, mm-hmm. which is and, which is also yeah. unprecedented. That's also true. I mean, when the Power Five comes calling, these guys leave. I mean, we just saw it with Cincinnati, (laughs) and and nobody even saw that one coming. Um, You you could make a case that Cincinnati moving to the Big 12, where they're going to be in the Power Five, is is as good a job as Wisconsin. Um, They they lose their coach. Uh, It it doesn't happen anymore that, that, that coaches stick around for situations like that. Um, but that, that, you, that that's also that's also huge because I again look Tulane's losing a ton of great players off of this team. There's no doubt about that. Yes. But the depth on this roster, they, they every time they had backups come into the game, they made plays this year. I get in Kansas State. I didn't. I wasn't quite aware of it at the time. But there was large sections of the second half where Dorian Williams and Nick Anderson weren't on the field against Kansas State because they were cramping up in the heat. And their backups, Jesus Machado and Corey Platt, came in and mm-hmm. and 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 did a fine job in that. There's a lot of talent on this roster that might not have been around if Willie Fritz had left. That's going to be back next year. So I, I absolutely do not see this as a one-off. This this performance this year. And this becomes a very attractive program as well mm-hmm. for those that yeah. are looking to be able to either come back home, like we saw so many ex uh, New Orleans high schoolers do, or those in the transfer portal that want to get a chance to be able to uh, uh, play and also have a chance to win a championship. Because Tulane should be in line to be able to defend that championship next year. Yeah, I I totally agree. I mean, again, this is how good this football team was this year because I just I just posted I I did I do an every year I grade the the green wave at every position uh, on the roster. Obviously, mostly A's <laughs> this time, but uh, Tulane averaged thirty five point two points a game this year. That's the second most in school history. The only team that averaged more, of course, the nineteen ninety eight undefeated team. They they put up untouchable numbers. Tulane also gave up 20.5 points a game. That's the lowest number since 1997, which was Tommy Bowden's team the year before the 98 team, and they shut out two games. So that number was a little not 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 totally reflective of how they played all year long. Um, and they had and they were they were just barely under this. So this is the best defense of the deck of the century for Tulane, the best offense of the century for Tulane. Um, this is this is this. this yeah, coming off a two and ten season, it's just just an unbelievable, complete, transformative turnaround. Let me ask this, and I, and again, I don't want to put a damper or anything. We'll get to the Cotton mm-hmm. Bowl in a moment because you and I are going to talk about the Cotton Bowl. But again, if we get sure. a little bit closer, have you heard anything more about me about the situation with Willie Fritz? Uh, were there concessions by the by the uh, university <laughs> to build uh, more more, uh, more facilities, giving more money? Have, have you been able to find out anything from your no, sources? I, I, I have not found any specifics. I think there were concessions. I think it was <laughs> concessions that they would work on it, and that they you know there were promises made for down the road. But if you're one, if you're talking about with your concrete things like like I know the the new South Florida coach who just got hired, he got it written mm-hmm. into his contract that they're going to build a new on campus 
the stadium for, for, for them. There was nothing like that for, for, for Willie Fritz in terms of concrete. There's going to be an indoor, indoor practice facility and it's going to cost this much or and we're going to do it where none of that happened. Obviously, he wants all that stuff, um, but no, there were no. That it. was not part. Of, that were there were not. That was not part of the deal with the, with him staying. Where actual factual, this is going right. to happen. So this really was about him not leaving mm-hmm. his team yeah. for the championship game. That's what it really yeah. came down to, yeah. then, right? I mean, I think they. I still. I actually still think they would have let him coach the championship game. It was mm-hmm. about him not wanting to do all the to have his agent do all the negotiations, have his name put out as the new Georgia Tech coach because he knew if that happened, you lose your team. It doesn't mean too late. Yes. They, the players need, would have played for themselves. They still would have tried to play hard, but he didn't. Want, he, he knew how special this moment was. He didn't want any part of anything happening before that game. Just didn't want to do it. And Georgia Tech in this modern era where teams are freaking out about losing players to the transfer portal felt like they had to have a coach's name out there as their coach officially to keep players from going into the portal on mass. And so that wow. that was the biggest sticking point in, in in the whole thing and that there's a good you know again we don't know. He, he after winning, he might have changed his mind anyway. That was the other. Georgia Tech had to make a calculation. If they did wait, would he still yes. accept the job afterwards? And like we talked about in the past, with their fans not liking the thing, it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think Georgia Tech thought it was a feasible situation to wait. But yeah, if, if Georgia Tech, I think if Georgia Tech had been willing to wait and do it quietly, it might be a totally different situation now. Mm-hmm. But still we'll, unprecedented. We'll never know. Yeah. It is. I mean, again, every coach that's been successful at Tulane in football has moved on to another university. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> I mean, after, yeah. after their break, Mac Brown didn't even have a breakthrough year. He went six and six, and right. he moved on um, because he he knew the great move on his part. Um, <laughs> um, he who knows where he ends up if he just stuck around Tulane for for mm-hmm. for any longer. But yeah, this is this is this is brand new territory, brand new territory, yeah, no and it'll be no fun to about see it. what happens. All right, Gary, we've got a couple minutes. I do want to just touch on, on – we'll get into this more next week, but I want to touch on USC because the first thing I went to mm-hmm. do, because I've seen a bunch of USC. I'm watch. i one of those yeah. guys that watch the Pac-12, right? Uh-huh. Late at I night, I'm, I'm watching, yeah. right? I'm, uh-huh. I'm a football junkie. They're big, and they're big yeah. up front. They've always been mm-hmm. big up front. You know those offensive linemen. I mean, they go about 300 across the board. Uh, the, the, I, I'm, again, speed, you know they got speed. Williams is one of the best players in America, might, might win the Heisman Trophy. Tulane's got their work cut out for them. You know, I, I think USC has their work cut out for him. The, my brother went to USC. He's a huge USC, my older brother. He's a huge USC fan. I probably follow USC closer than any other program in the country except for Tulane. Um, and uh, they are big. They are fast. What they're not is a good football team if you take Caleb Williams out of the picture. He's he. Mm-hmm. He is the truth, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. That that dude is awesome. The rest yes, of their team, is. they had not been good for the two previous years. They don't. They tackle their tackle is tackling is atrocious. I'd love to watch them see what they can do with Tajay Spears if Tajay Spears <laughs> is 100 percent healthy for that game. And they're just incredibly yes. undisciplined. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't see USC really being able to stop Tulane the way this Tulane offense is rolling right now. Tulane had their fourth highest yardage total in the history of the program against USC, UCF, 635 yards, 38 yards. Now, yeah, UCF, they don't have the players that USC has. That, that's obvious. But USC's players just aren't, don't play well on defense. The, the one difference maker on their roster, true difference maker, is Caleb Williams. And if he's healthy and he's playing 
he's they can beat anyone anywhere any place any time they're going to be in the game because they're going to score almost every time they have the ball but the way he got hurt on his hamstring the way it popped on him against utah it's hard for me to imagine that that thing is going to be healthy in a, in a month and uh i i Tulane's going to have the motivational advantage for sure mm-hmm. they're going to they're over under on opt-outs for usc has got to be at five um Tulane's going to they're going to have the confidence advantage just because of the way they've been playing um i i I actually like Tulane in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Again, the caveat is if, if, if Caleb Williams is truly healthy, yes. that's a different story because uh, nobody tackles that dude. And I mean, that's just a tough matchup. And and, yes. and then they'll take advantage of the, the playmaker, the speed they have and all of that other stuff if he's healthy. But if he's not healthy, I think Tulane's going to be a 12 and two football team for sure after that bowl game. Let's um let's talk a little bit about when you uh, the transfer portal right now. A lot of teams are seeing a lot of defections. I haven't seen any from Tulane yet. Uh, No, none that weren't already known. I mean, Day Day McDougal, who apparently just walked off the team. And again, I wish I had the full story on that one because that's a bizarre one. But apparently after his drop pass in, in the third quarter against UCF, something was said. Something happened. He just walked walked away from the team. Um, nice decision there, buddy. Um, and uh, he's one. And then guys that left before the season, and, and then other Darius Hodges, who you know, as, if you remember, he entered the transfer portal in the spring this year, missed mm-hmm. the first couple of spring practices before he changed his mind. He announced on Twitter this morning that he's definitely coming back for his fifth year, his his final year. So so far, it's a win win situation for Tulane. Tulane nice. has the fewest guys in the portal at the moment moment of any team in the American Athletic Conference. That's, and obviously amazing. part of that is if a guy's planning on leaving, nobody wants to miss the Cotton Bowl in no. this situation. So we'll see how it transpires down the road. I have heard some stuff. For, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Florida, my alma mater, makes a big run at Michael Pratt after the season is over because um, people have watched the way Michael Pratt played at the end of the year. I think there's going to be a feeling that if you have enough nil money uh, available that he might be willing to return to his home state. Uh, Tulane's going to have to deal with a whole heck of a lot after the bowl game. But still, it's a great (laughs) – compared to where other programs are right now, Tulane is in an infinitely better situation with the portal. Well, and and I'm sure they're going to be a destination as well. I, if, if they were able to get as many impact players as they did coming off a two and ten season, you can imagine what it's going to be like next year, and with, with openings <laughs> on the roster because they've had, they've got so many heavy contributing seniors who, who won't be back. Right. Well, what a great season! It's not over yet with the Cotton Bowl. A lot to talk about going forward. Uh, your your site is this the place to go? Tell us all about it. What you got coming up for us in the paper, and how folks can follow you on social media. Sure. Um, just got. I just just was able to get who the, who all of the uh, recruits are coming in on official visits for the weekend. That's not up on the site. That'll probably be up tomorrow morning. But uh, you won't you won't get that anywhere else. <laughs> um, with 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 the skinny on the prospects for each one of these guys coming in, uh, it, it's it's definitely in the double digits. The number of guys they have coming on 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 official visits this weekend. Uh, so that's the number one thing. And then Tulane did a media press conference on Tuesday where they had five four players talk, including Nick Anderson. Every word, all four of those players uttered on the site you don't get that anywhere else either although i did i did do a story for the advocate on, on what nick anderson said because he's a quote machine um but uh yeah that's it just you know, and, and all that continuing every time they practice full practice stories everything else on the uh, on the on the wave report website always appreciate your time my friend we'll check in with you next week 
thanks for having me on the show. It's boy, is it a great time to, to be a yes, Tulane football is. fan. Yes, it is. There you go. <laughs> Gary Smith with us each and every week. Wave Report uh, Advocate, Times Picayune, and, of course, at Gary Smith on Twitter. Thanks, Gary. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let me, uh, let's uh, reset here. Of course, uh, coming up next is going to be Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints uh, uh, podcast, CrestedySports.com and Saints Wire. Uh, today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Odoan's Cookery. Uh, also, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hyena Bar. All will be open on Christmas. All will be open on Christmas Eve. They'll be open on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Uh, remember, gift cards are available at all restaurants to be able to give out to your friends and family. It's a great gift. And again, as I mentioned, helps the restaurant. And it's a, it's a perfect gift for someone who enjoys going out and having a great meal uh, at some of the great restaurants in our city. And don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, why don't you give yourself a gift, okay? Why don't you give yourself the gift of power? <laughs> Never having to be able to worry about the electricity going out again. Uh, especially if you own your own home now, it's become a prerequisite. If you own your own business, how can you run a business now without having a standby generator? Uh, at Burkhart, they are the experts. Uh, Jason Burkhart will come out to your home or business, sit down with you, do a consultation. It's all about educating you um, uh, about, about generators. If you've done the research, well, heck, y'all going to have a great conversation because then you just move on to, okay, what do we want to do here uh, in terms of generators? Which ones do you want? Uh, and then, of course, financing it. Do you want to finance it over time? Do you want to pay money up, all your money up front? Do you want to, uh, you're going to get that new install quality check after one month. They do that with everything they install for you. It's part of their customer service pledge. And then Burkhardt takes care of the whole process for you. Planning, permits, inspections. Their dedicated generator team don't do it all. And they do it all, again, up to code. Uh, they'll always again make sure they safely put that generator in your in your uh, in your yard to be able to make sure that again you don't have any problems down the line. Then of course, uh, after that single day install, uh, you get 24/7, 365 emergency service, uh, and also don't forget. Uh, maintaining that generator like you would maintain your car engine. They can maintain that for you all year long. Hey, increase your property value. Get that peace of mind. And right now, save 1750 and a free 10-year warranty till the end of the year on Generac Generators. Generac Generators and Burkhart, hand-in-hand. Looking for a generator? Go with the pros. ACPromise.com. That's ACPromise.com. We'll be right back with Ross Jackson. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Looking for holiday gifts that won't be re-gifted? Head to eBay Motors. With millions of parts and accessories at the right prices, there's something for every car lover on your list. And with the money you save, you can pick up something for yourself, too. Happy holidays, indeed. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Look out for an accident on 10 westbound at the Causeway off-ramp. Any delays are going to be solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound for more leans to just before the airport. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays solid 10 eastbound from Loyola to Power, and then delays pick back up 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high-rise. Look out for delays solid on the 610 on the westbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays if you're traveling on the 610 on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the Westbank Expressway and the Crescent City connection with delays from Stump Boulevard. 
Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. And then also look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the West Bank Expressway right at Manhattan Boulevard and delays pick back up from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Also, in the meantime, look out for accidents. Williams at West Esplanade, also Clio at Britannia, also Gentilly Boulevard at Ponce de Leon, and also Britannia at 6th Street. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportspeed is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice fillets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportspeed is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportspeed Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Hi folks, trust is what Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If your AC ever fails, you can trust Burkhart to be there quick to get you back up and running. If you need a new AC, trust Burkhart to treat you with respect to help you save with a fair price and do the job right. As my good friend John Burkhart always says, trust is the foundation of our business, just ask our customers. For air conditioning this season, trust Burkhart. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live United. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute, because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6. 
Our program today brought to you by the Oceana Family Restaurant. Restaurants today, this half hour, brought to you by Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. Remember, gift cards. I'm telling you, it's so easy, so easy for you to give that out as a gift. And I'm telling you, the recipient of that gift will absolutely love it. Uh, get a chance to go to eat one of New Orleans great restaurants. Again, the Oceana Family Restaurants have uh, gift cards available for each and every restaurant. Bobby Bear's is no 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 um, different. They're rated the number one restaurant in memory by TripAdvisor. Uh, it's great for the holidays because you can get, oh, you know, they take in big parties. Uh, there's a lot of room there where you can, again, bring the whole family out. You can have your next event uh, at Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. So you got a birthday, you got a birthday party, or maybe a holiday party that's coming up. You can do that there. And then, come on. Uh, I tell you, it's a fantastic restaurant with a sports bar feel because 30-plus TV screens everywhere. I- even in the restroom, you'll never miss a play. And, again, no, there'll be nothing but sports on. So, again, whether it's the bowl games, playoffs, whether you're, you're checking out the, uh, the football and basketball, NBA, college basketball, so much going on now, right, uh, during this time of year. Uh, you can do it over at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Amazing cocktails, great beer selection for you, uh, and a menu that's, again, absolutely fantastic. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. It's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. I've said it before. If you're a memorabilia buff, it's like walking into a museum. Uh, it's, that, it's that good. And, of course, the, 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 uh, the, the menu is fantastic. BobbyBears.com is where you can find out more. Open seven days a week. Open for lunch and dinner. 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa, and they're open late. I don't want to hear you can't get a late meal in New Orleans anymore because you can always get one at the Oceana Family Restaurants, whether you're using one of your uh, the delivery services or you want to go there directly. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at the Oceana Family Restaurants. Bobby Bears Cajun County Restaurant, again, open for Christmas, open for New Year's, open for New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Uh, they're open seven days a week. They're always open for you, uh, their customer. All right. Joining us now after a week hiatus is my good friend Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints podcast, Saints uh, Wire, and also um, uh, part of the CrestedCitySports.com crew. Ross, how are you, bud? Hey, buddy. Doing great. Doing great. Always a pleasure to be here with you, bud. Thanks for having me on. Good, good, good to have you. Let's first of all take a peek back at at, at Tampa and what you think happened there, and then I want let's take a maybe a little peek forward on what you think is going to happen over the next four weeks and, and into the future. But just a gut wrenching loss for Saints fans, and of course the New Orleans Saints themselves uh, on Monday night against again, which has become one of their big rivals, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what didn't go wrong in that game, unfortunately. I mean. You know, there were a lot of different things that you could point your fingers at late in the game. There's some things that you could point to early on in the game, um, settling for three field goals in the red zone, um, you know, drop passes, uh, which is something that has plagued this team over the course of the past couple of weeks in particular, but isn't exclusive to late season issues. Uh, I thought Andy Dalton actually played a great game, 20 of 28, um, and really should have been 23 of 28, but had, you know, three particular passes that were drops that should have been caught. Um, and then a defense that played, you know, great for 94% of the clock, 80% of drives. But unfortunately, those last two drives, you know, very Tom Brady-esque for that, Tom, uh, for that Tampa Bay offense. And they unfortunately weren't able to, you know, um, uh, get the stops on those drives that they needed, which is something that this, you know, Dennis Allen-led New Orleans Saints defense has done in the past before. So, you know, it's, it's gut-wrenching. It's brutal. It's, it, it's heartbreaking to watch this team uh, go out there and put together what, you know, was a 13-point lead and really should have been a win for them. Uh, but unfortunately weren't able to, to close out the game in the closing minutes. Ross, um, you, you've been around this locker room since training camp, and a lot was made of, again, the captains that would be able to, and the leaders in this, in this locker room that would be able to police the locker room, that would have these guys ready to go. Uh, again, a different um, uh, way of approach in terms of the approach of a Dennis Allen as opposed to a, 
uh, a Sean Payton who was an intense individual and, again, a motivator, mm-hmm. whether it was through gimmicks or whatever, through fear. He was a motivator, and it's different. What, 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 what five are you getting now um, as, again, it looks like, you know, this team with four games left is out of it at this point, and this is a, this is a team that traditionally the guys in this roster have not lost a lot of games in their career, and this is a losing season. What, what over the few weeks, the la, over the the season, give me your, your what your vibe has been, what you what you've picked up in that locker room. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, we went into the locker room after the game on uh, on on Monday, and understandably, it was a it was a solemn locker room. I mean, that was a tough loss for any of those players. And, you know, the thing that these players always tend to do is feel their loss or feel their victory for 24 hours and then try to move on from it after that. And so, you know, in terms of the last few weeks, just being in the locker room, there's not really, you know, I've heard a lot of conversation and I've seen a lot of folks talk about things like, you know, the, the, you know, locker room being lost and the players giving up and things like that. And, And being in the locker room, you really just don't get a sense of that. Now, of course, you know, what we see is what we're allowed to see, uh, we don't see everything behind right. closed doors, of course, but I mean, I can pretty confidently say that, you know, in our time being in the locker room, that this is still a team that very much feels like it wants to go out, it wants to compete, they want to go out there and, and, and play, regardless of whether or not they have a postseason life to play for. It doesn't really matter for them. This is what they've trained their entire lives to do. This is what they've dedicated their lives to do, and so they want to go out there every Sunday, Monday, or Thursday and get it done. And so I think you'll see a motivated team that's going to look to come out on uh, Sunday on the 18th up against the Atlanta Falcons, but it doesn't matter to them that there's nothing really to play for. And this is an excellent opportunity for the, the or nothing to play for in terms of the, uh, the postseason roster. I think every player has something that they're playing for though. And I think on the organization side, this is an opportunity to really get an, to get a look at, you know, what you have left on the roster, what you want to evaluate, how you want to go about things and, and start to, kind of get a pulse on what you want to do and what adjustments you want to make and what players you want to keep around and all of those things uh, going into what should be an eventful offseason for the Saints here going into 2023. Ross, um, and I hate to ask you to look at the ball, but, again, it's pretty much everyone is doing Mm -hmm. now, okay? Let's let's say that the last four games, uh, this thing bottoms out and, and they don't win another game or maybe just one win one game. Can Dennis Allen survive? In, in, in your opinion, um, or, or do you think there will be changes made at the end, at the end of the season? Yeah, I think that there's always a chance for both. I think more than likely, though, my expectation is that Dennis Allen would survive that because this is a team that has, you know, shown its loyalty towards its guys. Dennis Allen is one of their guys, and you know they they you know showed their vote of confidence in him by making him the head coach, despite his previous head coaching record and understanding that that franchise, that organization, that roster is very different than this franchise organization and roster. And so I think that, you know, it seems very likely to me that he gets a second season and an opportunity to maybe go and get his quarterback, go and get his coaches around the roster and around that coaching staff. I imagine that there will be some changes at the coaching staff, whether the Saints like it or not, especially if you know, Sean Payton ends up coaching somewhere. There are sure. some of these guys I could usually see Sean Payton coaching from the staff, guys like Ryan Nielsen, for instance. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that, you know, whether or not they want to, they might have to make cut. They're going to have to make some type of you know, changes on the coaching staff one way or another. And so I think really the only thing that leads to the potential 
of Dennis Allen not getting a second year is if the organization, for one reason or another, and for whatever evidence they feel they have, uh, wants a philosophy change. Maybe they decide that they want you know, an offensive head coach. They want to go back to that. They want to stay up to date with what the rest of the NFL is doing as opposed to zagging when everyone else is zigging or, or whatever the phrase is. Uh, I think that that might be a thing that could potentially lead to the Saints going in a different direction. But I don't think that based off of really the performance of this season that the Saints will, you know, kind of have any type of reactionary uh, response to that. I, I think that, you know, every time that you make a head coaching hire, you don't make a head coaching hire and say, let's see what happens in 2022. Oftentimes you have a three-year plan, a two-year plan to where you're waiting to see, you know, what things can turn into. And, and, and you know, a team that stays as loyal to guys that have been loyal to them, they tend to have patience uh, in situations like this. And so we'll see if that ends up being the situation for the New Orleans Saints. But certainly never say never when it comes to, you know, the NFL, of course. But uh, they could potentially look to, you know, make a big change here over the offseason, depending upon who becomes available and uh, what the rest of the season looks like. Yeah, my biggest question, and I think it's going to be bantered about in, the, in, in, the, in that boardroom as well, is how do you sell this to the fans? How do you sell mm-hmm. it to the fans, again, after being used to winning under Peyton? Uh, you look at Allen's previous record at Oakland. You look at, again, what has happened this year with a team that everybody felt. And I'm look, my you, everybody felt this is a team yeah. that's going to compete uh, for the NFC, at least the NFC South. And, and I said, you know, they compete for the NFC Championship. I thought they were that good, and, and they didn't. And, you know, this is a different this is a different fan base than it was when I grew up. Again, when guy when we were going to games with you know folks were going with bags on their heads, they went to games no matter what. They were they were Saints fans. They did it, and you know they just they, they were just used to losing. This this fan base now is spoiled. They're used to winning, and uh, how many of those individuals are going to turn their backs now and say, you know what, there are other things I can do on a Sunday than go spend my, spend my, my money and my time at the dome? And that has to be again part of whatever conversation they're going to have uh, within that boardroom. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, you know, the other piece of it is that the only thing that's going to sell anything to the fans is the actual winning itself. You know what I mean? And so I think that, you know, one way or another, you've got to be willing, if you're that organization, to make the changes that are necessary to find success. I I think that, you know, the idea of maintaining continuity and kind of holding on to the Peyton playbook, all of these things that maybe some of that stuff is, you know, was made sense for year one, but for year two, maybe you go a different direction than that. And you try to innovate and you try to look for, you know, different opportunities and you try to, you know, uh, 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 you know, take a look at what else is going around the NFL and find out where you fit in there changing scheme, changing approach, changing philosophy, things like that. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Saints do that. And maybe that's a part of that selling point. Maybe that's a part of all that. But really the thing that's going to win over these fans, as you and I know, uh, as we've been watching this team for a long time, is actually putting notches over in the win column. So it's going to be tough to win folks over. Uh, after you know the way that this season has gone in terms of expectations, you're going to see a lot of fans who want to be kind of cautiously optimistic at best, but mostly just cautious. And uh, the only thing that's going to change their minds is winning in the 2023 season. The other part of this is a possible purge at the end of the offseason. I keep hearing people talk about it, and I keep saying it's going to be very difficult because of the cap hit and mm-hmm. all the restructuring that's been done. Uh, do you anticipate some of the na- very familiar names here being traded for draft picks to try to get in the draft and, and to be able to get younger and cheaper uh, with, again, $50 million over the cap now and, and expected uh, if you start you know, trading guys, that, that cap uh, number comes, becomes due immediately? 
Yeah, no, I don't think so. And I know that, you know, that's often, you know, you'll see a lot of people talk about blow it up or tear it all down and things like that, which is something that very rarely happens in the NFL. And when it does happen in the NFL, it never works. Uh, When you tear things down or when you quote unquote blow things up, you're in for about 10 to 15 years of rebuilding at that point. So I think that, you know, what's more realistic going into this offseason is that the Saints restructure some of the the contracts they have available. They can free up somewhere between 30 to $40 million without really touching the aging expiring contracts then they'll have to make some decisions there based upon what it is that they want to do in free agency don't want to do in free agency things like that but i think you're going to see you know your usual creative approach uh guys like you know uh uh, uh cam jordan's a great example 13.9 million dollars in terms of his base salary next season so if you drop him down to a veteran minimum knowing that he's very likely going to finish out his career with the new orleans Saints anyway so you don't mind pushing that money down the road for another year or two and then that ends up putting you in a situation to where you can save around you know twelve and a half million dollars let's say so or somewhere in that ballpark i I think the other things to watch are do the saints go to any players and ask for a full-on renegotiation maybe a michael thomas in that instance uh maybe uh you know a couple of other players that that could be there but i do think that for the saints it's going to be you know kind of business as usual restructure the contracts kick the can down the road a little bit longer, knowing that you're going to get the swelling salary cap here in the next couple of years. The right. expectation is that this salary cap from this year to next year could jump as much as, um, you know, nearly over, uh, what, $12, $13 million, which would be a nice jump when the average is usually mm-hmm. around $10 million or so. So, you know, see what you're able to, to pick up in terms of footing there. Any amount of extra cap space is going to be helpful. And then you have all the mechanisms available like roster bonuses and things like that that were going to end up being due anyway that you end up just restructuring and kind of taking down the road as opposed to trading those players. It's sometimes more cost-effective to keep them on your roster. I and mean, you keep those leaders, you keep those veterans, and then you go out there and you find other ways to add some of the young talent. The Saints can do that. They have the fodder to yes. be able to get that done. Uh, we'll just have to see how creative they get over the Season. Well, I'm sure you'll be writing about that and giving us that great information as we go forward in the offseason. Uh, but as always, man, I appreciate your time. Uh, and uh, why don't you tell the folks once again about how they can catch catch your, your podcast, which I think is absolutely fabulous. Also, again, uh, where you're writing and how folks can follow you on social media. Thank you, buddy. Always a pleasure. And, yes, I'll absolutely be breaking all of that down all throughout the offseason. We'll have some great written work for you. Uh, all throughout the offseason, and of course, as the season continues to roll along here, as there's still football to be played over at CrescentCitySports.com, as well as things right at USAToday.com. You can catch the podcast every single Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube as well. Just search Locked on Saints. And of course, of course, my favorite part is you get to catch me uh, here on the Eric Asher Show every now and then. So yeah. always a pleasure, buddy. I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you, man. You've done a great job. I tell you, right. I tell you, when we first started this, you know, I think think the world of what you're doing with uh, uh, with, with the podcast, and uh, you got a great take, and we love having you on the program each and every week. Thanks, buddy. It's absolutely my pleasure and a true blessing to be here with you. Thanks so much for everything. There you go. Hey, again, have a have a great week. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll jump on it again next next week as always. Appreciate your time. Sounds good, bud. Take care. Stay safe. There you go. That's Ross Jackson, again, uh, joining us on the program each and every week. All right, don't forget, again, about my friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery Hideout Bar. Uh, Gift cards are available for you right now to give to your friends, family, uh, giving out gifts. Uh, You're kind of stuck, don't know which way to go. Man, a gift card from a great restaurant uh, would be a fantastic way to be able to light up uh, the the, the, uh, recipient's day. Uh, So, again, remember that. And also remember, all the Oceana Family of Restaurants will be open. 
Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. They never close, and they're open late. Oceana has breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery and Mambo's, lunch and dinner, cocktails, open late, and, of course, the hideout bar, great music for you, great food, and also cocktails. You can't beat it. It's the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, to find out more, go to my website, ericasher.com. Click on the icon. It'll take you right to their website. Menus there, everything you need to know about the Oceana family of restaurants right there for you at ericasher.com. We'll be right back. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in an authentic French Quarter courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, this is Eric Asher. If you know you'll be needing a new air conditioning system anytime soon, then you should call my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating before the end of the year. Because on January 1st, new federal rules mean all AC contractors are no longer able to install the most affordable air conditioning systems. The team at Burkhardt has these affordable systems available for install right now. There's financing available too. So save by calling Burkhardt today or learn more at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Eric Ashby with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in town. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe and the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Dave Miette Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miette Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietteInsAgency.com. Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a radio digital account executive. Excellent earning potential, incredible benefits, and wonderful working conditions. Outside sales experience preferred. To apply, go to Cumulus.com and click on Work Here. That's Cumulus.com. Join the winning team today at Cumulus Media New Orleans and change your life for the better. Radio and digital marketing is a high-energy, fun, and exciting career. Apply at Cumulus.com, an equal opportunity employer. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. This Saturday, get on your best holiday-themed costume and head to Manning's and the Metro for the return of the Running of the Santas with live music and more. Then don't let the weekend end on Sunday. 
Join us on Monday, December 12th at the Chop Yard at 6 p.m. for the finals party of the Absolute Bloody Mary Mix-Off with complimentary drink samples, food, and more. For more ideas on what to do this holiday season, pick up Wariat's new winter restaurant guide at restaurants, bars, and grocery stores all over town. Or read it now at wariat.com. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Again, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, Ida Bar. I want to thank Ross Jackson and Gary Smith for joining us in the program. Coming up next, it'll be Ali Gassell talking Pels, Jordy Collada talking LSU. My name is Eric Asher. Thanks for tuning in. And, of course, don't forget, uh, purchase a uh, gift card from your favorite restaurant. Please purchase a gift card from our sponsors, our restaurant sponsors. You're helping out the restaurant and, of course, a great gift as well. All right. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Stay tuned. Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough it is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. My brother-in-law died suddenly. And now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials.
You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good news. of Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, 4 to 6 weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. Uh, if you're listening with the, radio, oh, the airways, thank you so much for doing that. And you know it will. The truth will set you free. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, Nash FM 1061.com, EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere, anchors our home base. We're on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. And very, very, again, proud and um, thankful, very grateful for all of you that listen on the podcast as well. I mean, again, I've, we, we, we got the numbers in on the podcast. The podcast is doing fantastic. We've got listeners from around the world that listen to the podcast. we got some of you that are listening to the podcast. As soon as we put the podcast up, you're on it. And uh, that is just so gratifying. Thank you so much uh, for giving us your time. With again, it's each and every weekday, four to six. We listen to iHeart, tune in Nash FM, uh, Nash one hundred and six uh, FM, or again uh, on our World Wide Web as well. All right, want to thank uh, again our guest in the first hour, Gary Smith, and also Ross Jackson. Coming up in just a few minutes is Ali Cassell, the Bird Rights, followed by Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show. Uh, again, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports tonight, 6 o'clock on WLAE-TV, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Uh, if you missed our first hour, uh, Renee Nato, uh, Les East, senior members of the um, sports media here in New Orleans, sat down with me. We had a real tough conversation about the New Orleans Saints, the future there. Talked about uh, Tulane, whether they're going to be able to sustain uh, this uh, this run that they're having right now uh, with facilities and taking care of Willie Fritz and the coaches. And, of course, the great year that LSU had. And then we talked a little bit about the Pels as well. Again, the Pels in first place in the West. Wait, can I say that again? The Pels are in first place in the West. It's not even Christmas. It's not even Christmas. And the Pels are in the first place in the, in the Western Conference, uh, tied with Phoenix. They got a two-game um, um, schedule against them this weekend, Friday, 7.30 tip-off at the Smoothie King Center, and, of course, 2.30 on Sunday, uh, back-to-back 
uh, games against the um, the Suns, who are they are tied with uh, at, at the top of the Western Conference standings. And then, of course, they're they're at top of the uh, south of the uh, Southwest standings as well. So we'll get with that with Alex Sell in just a couple minutes. Uh, but want to remind everybody about our title sponsor today, and it's the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Again, Oceana never closes. Oceana restaurants don't close. That's Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, uh, the Hideout Bar, Oceana Grill. They are open seven days a week. They are open late. Uh, for Oceana, it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Bobby Bear's, uh, also Old New Orleans Cookery, as well as Mambo's, uh, lunch and dinner. And, of course, great cocktails, food, and music over at the Hideout Bar. So if you're heading out looking for a place to eat on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, you're looking to party down in the French Quarter uh, with, again, the great Christmas lights and the Christmas in the French Quarter is beautiful. Maybe, again, you're heading down for one of the bowl games and you're looking for a place to eat downtown. The Oceana Family Restaurants are open for you. And, again, I say it again, a beautiful gift for, for, for anyone uh, in this city, in a city of, again, great cuisine, uh, is a gift card from a local restaurant. The local restaurants really could use, again, the influx of cash, and it's always a great gift. And the Oceana Family of Restaurants have gift cards available for you at each restaurant. Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, Hideout Bar. Remember, get a gift card. You're helping out the restaurant, and, of course, it's a great gift as well. And, of course, don't forget about my friends at Oceana Grill. Yeah, it's the mothership. That's where it's all started. Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining uh, by TripAdvisor. They're open seven days a week, as mentioned. Breakfast starts at 8 a.m., goes all the way to 1 p.m. Lunch is from 1 p.m. until 4 un, until 4 p.m. I'm sorry, from from yeah, uh, from, from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. Pardon me there. And then um, uh, dinner service is from um, 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. when the party stops. So you got a little overlap between lunch and breakfast, and it's New Orleans' best breakfast. I mean, fantastic breakfast items for you. Uh, great uh, uh Bloody Mary, that ultimate Bloody Mary they have is a meal in itself, if you've ever had that. Uh, and then, of course, the, the lunch and dinner menu uh, are chock full of, again, all your New Orleans favorites. Cajun Creole cuisine uh, at its finest. And then don't forget also fantastic cocktails by some of the great mixologists here in the city. Uh, Char-grilled oysters made for you right there in front of you. Uh, get a dozen oysters, belly up to the bar, TV screens everywhere. If you're looking to find a place to be able to watch the ball game, you can do it at Oceana Grill. And then, of course, remember, a beautiful French Quarter courtyard, uh, beautiful by day, spectacular by night, which is also dog-friendly. Five private rooms that can come in from 10 to 120 guests uh, for your next event. And Oceana can put on an event for you. Let me tell you right now, uh, the music, the food, uh, the cocktails, and then, uh, then they're just the vibe you get from the folks that are putting on the party for you. Again, the crew over there, again, they, they're into it as much as you and your guests are. And it just, uh, it's just a great place to have an event. And, of course, uh, when they're not utilizing those five private rooms for an event, they're using it for overflow for the restaurant. So you're not standing in line for a long time to get into Oceana. Family-friendly. Perfect for every for again going out with friends, family. Uh, again, maybe you're trying to close that business deal, uh, looking for a place to go to watch the ball games. Everything is on on tap over at Oceana Grill. Hey, you want to find out more? Go to oceanagrill.com. The full menu is there for you. Uh, and of course, remember, 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. That's seven days a week. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street, and uh, man, I highly recommend it. And a gift card from one of the Oceana Family Restaurants would be a fantastic gift uh, for anyone in your life. And uh, man, when you when you head when you head down to one of the one of the one of the uh, restaurants, man, don't forget to get yourself a fantastic cocktail. They have some great bartenders down there uh, that will mix up a fantastic cocktail for you. 
uh, and you'll uh, you'll see it once you get the cocktail list. Uh, they're, 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 it's a very eclectic cocktail list at all of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right. Um, want to remind everybody before we, before we move on to um, uh, our, for our, our first guest of the hour, which is Ali Cassell, uh, about my friends over at Southern Tire, Hickory & Airline in Metairie, another family-owned and operated business for you. Open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. And, again, it's the, it's the Piazza family. They've owned Southern Tire since 1972. Now, look, let's just be honest here. When, when, if you're in the automotive industry and you're fixing cars, you're putting tires on vehicles, uh, to take care of your customers has got to be job one. And if you're, if, you're, if you're not doing that, there's no way you can last since 1972. Tony Piazza's had this business since 1972. His son, Tony Jr., is now in the business. His daughter, Jen, his wife. I mean, everybody is, is involved in this now. And you got, again, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Uh, wheels and tires of 30 inches, finances available. Then you've got, again, the, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership with ASC certified technicians to keep your vehicle on the road. You want a locally owned and operated business that you can trust with your vehicle, whether it's a fleet account or your own personal vehicle, it is Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Go to southerntire.com to find out more. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. And uh, now we turn our attention uh, to the first place in the West, New Orleans Pelicans. He's been a, he's been a, uh, a, a great source of information for us uh, for years now. Uh, he's one of my go-to guys when it comes to Pelicans basketball. He's with us every single week on the program. His website, the, 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 the Bird Rights, is a must-listen-to read uh, when, when you want to know what's going on with your Pelicans. And, of course, it's Ali Cassell, the Bird Rights. He joins us on the program now. Ali, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Eric. Thanks for that warm welcome. Yeah. First place. I mean, how good does that really sound? It's amazing. <laughs> I was telling the audience before, it's not even Christmas, and they're in first place. I mean, it's just pretty, it's pretty amazing. It really is. Yeah, I mean, just go back to last year. This time last year, I looked it up, December 8th, 2021. They were 7-20, and 20, last place in the Western Conference. Last place. And it's largely the same roster, and look where they are today. It's just fabulous what everybody's done, the talent that's rising, you know, to the top. And, of course, Zion being healthy. It's all coming together. It really is. Uh, you know, again, you, you, you look at they're on a five-game win streak now. They're four, I think it was it 4-0. Oh, is it 4 or 5-0 and oh in the second 10? Um, I mean, that's right, the third 10. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, 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 have, they have been it's – been, it's, been, it, it's been tremendous to watch because of, of, of really the character of the guys on the, on the team, how they get along. But, but also, uh, again, the depth of this team. You know, you and I have talked about it uh, over, over the last few weeks, and I mentioned what Antonio Daniels said on the, on the broadcast the other day. He said he thought it was the deepest team in the NBA. I, I said I thought it was the deepest bench uh, in, 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 in the NBA. And, man, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go with him. It's the deepest team in the NBA because, again, they don't seem to miss a beat uh, when, when players go out. Both Zion and, and B.I. have been out about a quarter of the season each, and this team has not missed a beat. No, they haven't. I mean, Brandon's missed, what, eight, nine games. And last year, especially before the C.J. McCollum trade, that almost always equaled a loss. Um, and now, yeah, you, you're right. Zion, I think, missed five or six games. Herb's missed at least six. And even Trey Murphy's missed a game. I mean, pretty much everybody outside of, I think, three players. Three players have played in all 24 games. But other than that, a lot of key guys have missed some time. And you're right. They don't seem to skip a beat. 
And I think that obviously points to the depth in this team. I mean, Trey Murphy is a starter. The Pels are 9-3. and three. He seems to be getting 20 points every single night. He is in a starting lineup, but he's doing more than that. It's not just a three ball. It's not even just the dunks now. Defensively, just like every one of his teammates, they're getting in front of guys. They're giving second efforts, and they're, they're just doing everything you need to do, right? Got to box out, get a rebound. If you've got an opportunity for a deflection or a steal, you make a play. I mean, this team is a gift, very gifted team, Eric, because they can play on both sides of the ball. So that's why I think why you're seeing when, you know, a couple big names miss a game or, say, C.J. McCollum starts struggling, you've got somebody else that can step up because these guys can play ball. They're really an 11, 12 deep man team. And I don't think even the Boston Celtics can go that deep. No, and, and look, the the bench – is an energizer for this team. And, and, I mean, you can still move guys into the starting lineup and you still got that oomph uh, that, that the bench will give you. Look, a lot of teams, again, once their starters come in, they, you know, they're going to fall behind. We've seen that for years here in New Orleans, right? So, you know, so the, the reserves come in and you got to hope that you can hold on. No, the reserves come in and they increase the lead. Right, and on top of that, they, they give you the momentum, the spark. I mean, it seems like every game, that spark comes from somebody on that second unit. Last night it was Najee. Two nights ago it was Jose. I, and earlier in the season, how many times did we say Larry Nance, especially in his fourth quarter, how big he was down the stretch? I mean, Dyson Daniels has had some big uh, games as well. So you're right. It seems like everybody knows when to take their turn, and they do it. And then, of course, you've got that consistent production from Zion. I mean, Eric, I can't name four better players in the league right now. He's playing that well because he's doing it on both sides of the ball. I mean, he's at an all-NBA level. So you give him just some shooting and some other guys that are scoring and everybody's playing great defense. I mean, Pelicans, they're by far and away the best team in the league uh, defensively since that 5-5 five mm-hmm. five start. I mean, everything's come together for them so well. Yeah. And, and Zion, I mean, what can we say? Uh, this is the guy that I think everybody thought we were getting. And, you know, I was worried about iso mm-hmm. ball and having the ball in his hands and everybody standing around and, you know, kind of watching Zion do his thing. But he realizes, again, what he, what he means to this team. Uh, I think it's uh, 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 Antonio Daniels that calls it gravity, right? Uh, that, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's going to collapse on Zion. And instead of taking it one-on-one and bowling your way to the basket, as he did maybe earlier in his career, now he's passing the basketball. And there are open shots. And there are two, three passes that maybe come after that. This is one of the most unselfish teams in the NBA. And when they do that, they win. Exactly, and I think we're seeing even a better version than the point Zion that was born under Stan Van Gundy because this guy, he's not holding the ball. He's not dribbling six, seven, eight times. He's usually catching it off of, uh, you know, handoff, right? He's staying on a weak side somewhere and running off a screen or, um, you know, he's just somewhere on the move. It's not just him bringing up the ball, pounding the air out of it and trying to find a seam. That's what we saw a lot of during Stan's days, and this is the best version. You can't stop that. Teams now are tackling him on the court. DeAndre Jordan did it the other night and went over the Denver Nuggets. Last night we saw Corey Joseph do it first and then Alec Burks. And, of course, Najee Marshall took offense to that, and I'm glad to see it because teams know they can't stop Zion, so now they're just trying to get more physical with him. And you know what? You can't have that. So I'm glad his teammates have his back. Uh, I was wondering when it was going to happen. 
I didn't know who was going to do it, but I was wondering who was going to stand up for Zion. Not that Zion needs anybody to stand up for him, but again, again, it's up to your teammates in a lot of cases when stuff like that happens to step in. And Najee seems, now when I think about it, Najee seems to be the logical guy. He's physical, he's fearless, and I was glad to see that last night because, again, it sets a tone. Hey, man, that's our, that's our star. We, you know, can't keep, can't keep uh, you know, making it turn into a, a WWE wrestling match. Right. Willie Green was right. He said that every good team has that player. And, and if you think back through history, sure enough, I think it's true. I mean, look at the Miami Heat during oh, the Bronte yeah. day down there with Udonis Haslam. Um, Draymond Green's a natural one that should pop to mm-hmm. everybody's mind with the Warriors. Uh, Bruce, you know, Bruce who, uh, Bowen with, with the Bowen, San Antonio yeah. Spurs, mm-hmm. they, Tony Allen, right, on all the good teams he was with, right, Celtics and uh, Grizzlies. So you do need that guy. You need somebody that's going to be kind of the enforcer because, let's face it, NBA is a physical game. There's contact, and you're trying to basically will yourself to a win by getting in the lane, getting past people, and that's where mm-hmm. the Pelicans live, right, in the lane. So you're obviously going to come against contact. And Zion, he, he seems to pick up more than anybody out there, even probably maybe Giannis, I would say. So yeah. you need to, of course, have guys that are going to have his back because he's going to be getting in the scuffles. There's going to be fouls he doesn't like. And we've seen the looks, right? Mm-hmm. He glares at players. Right. He glares at the referees. And so it just can't be him fighting that fight. So like you said, yeah, I'm glad. And I'm not surprised it's Najee because it seems mm-hmm. to fit his motto. He's, he's, that, you yep. know, he's that grinder that uh, everybody likes, but he's also – fiercely loyal i mean if you get to know this yes. guy and watch him around his teammates he, he's just that perfect teammate i, I can't go any farther and i'm with throwing bouquets and accolades at the players but we've seen a dramatic um um increase in um in the aptitude of some of these players uh, again uh, basketball iq and then they've gotten better at, at their weaknesses. You've seen them take their weaknesses and turn them into strengths. Look at Zion at the free throw line right now mm-hmm. and how much better a free throw shooter he is. Look at the maturation process of Trey Murphy and, and, and also um, 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 you can talk about Alvarado from last year to this year. Uh, you know, again, uh, Herb Jones. Uh, even, again, a young player like a Dyson Daniels to be able to put him out on the court. Got to give a lot of credit to the coaching on, on, on this team uh, because of what they've been able to do behind the scenes. This is just not magic. These guys are working hard, but they're getting really good coaching. Oh, without a doubt, Eric. Willie Green connected with his players immediately, and I feel like the assistant coaches, they all found their roles too. I mean, T- Teresa Witherspoon, what she's done for Zion has been well-documented. When Zion was struggling last year with his depression issues from being away from the game, she made sure that he was okay. Um, and he said he, he relied on her a lot to get through that. And so I feel like almost every Pell's uh, assistant coach or player development coach has done something for each of the players. I mean, there's a guy that should get a lot more talk and uh, accolade for Jose Alvarado's improvement, and it's a guy by the name of Brandon Dumas. He, he's a guy that nobody really probably knows, especially by name. I've never heard of he's his name. Tell us more. Coach. He's been here like 10 years. Yeah, and, and, he, and he's been with Jose Alvarado ever since he arrived here. And you can see, right, the improvement in Jose Alvarado's shot. I mean, we know his heart. He's always going to bring it. But fundamentally, the way he reads the game, how he, he knows when to drive, but especially hit the open shot, that's entirely a credit to the coaching staff in my book. It's been amazing. I mean, and look, that's why I think if you're a Pelican fan, it, it, it's not just hope, it's realism. This is a very good team. It's one of the top teams in the NBA. They're young. They're getting better. They have a nice mix of veterans and youth. 
and they have a they have a buy-in, which again you have to have to win a championship. There's got to be a total buy-in, and there is a total buy-in uh, with this team, buy-in to each other, but also buy-in to what the coaches are are preaching. That's right. There's so many key components that are required to have and feel an elite team, and that's one of them. We didn't see the Pelicans have that with Alvin Gentry. That's why he was let go. It definitely wasn't there at the end of the season uh, after Stan Van Gundy's lone year. But they do have it under Willie Green. I think that's why they survived last year's horrible start. A lot of people want to point to, yes, the team had talent. Yes, the coaching staff is good. But I'll tell you what, it was just a combination of all the factors, including the chemistry in the locker room, that held that ship together. And now you're, you're just seeing in every facet of the game, this team is one of the best. You see it in clutch performances. They're 6-3 and three in clutch games. Those three losses, those are all those early in the season overtime losses. Yep. In fourth quarters, there's not a better team that plays fourth quarters. The net rating, I think, last time I checked, was like plus 15, something ridiculous. And overall, the point differential, they're only behind the Boston Celtics. That means the Pelicans are not only winning, they're winning big. And that has always been known to be as a great indicator of when you have a really good team. If you're consistently not going down to the wire against teams, but you're beating them when you're not relying on some luck and some randomness. That's when you know you have something. That's what this team has. They're great on offense, but this defense has become fantastic. And we've already just mentioned, deep, deep team, a lot of players, great coaching staff. And even the front office deserves credit, right? They found these players. They're the ones that really brought this whole group together. Yeah, and they're all shining. So hats off really to everybody. They've really done a perfect job. You can't really knock them for almost anything at this point. Well, the team across the hall has to take a hard look at what's going on here. And, and <laughs> yeah. again, you know, where the, in the past you would say they had to take a hard look at the Peyton Saints, right? It's kind of flipped mm-hmm. now uh, because now they have to take a hard look again that they made some tough decisions uh, and, and, and they bit the bullet. And, and, and of course, again, it, they, they, things have really turned out well for them. And here's the other thing. You know, someone stepping up every night. You know, again, a lot of times teams rely on one or two players. They're not on this team. It could be Zion one night. It could be Brandon Ingram one night. It could be Valanchunas. It could be McCollum. You could have Trey Murphy go off. Uh, you know, again, uh, you know, Larry Nance has, has been a force. We saw the other night Valanchunas goes out. Hernan Gomez comes in and plays well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been at the end of the bench, man. I mean, the only I would say the only player right now that, that I'm, I have a disappointment in is Jackson Hayes. And then every single other player on this team, including Garrett Temple, has contributed. No lies are told, Eric. I mean, yeah, we've talked about Jackson enough to where I, I'm just not going to even dedicate any more words until they start either becoming positive or he's elsewhere. But everybody else has contributed positively. And even though Garrett Temple, for instance, he's never on the court, I always see him within games talking to the guys. Right? If he notices something, I, hear, I see him in Zion's ear before Brandon got hurt in his ear. And just the other day, I saw Zion early in the game looking at the bench and asking you know, some advice on a play. I, I could watch by the the way he was motioning his hands. Brandon was telling him where to be on the floor and stuff like that. So these guys are just helping each other constantly. It's fantastic to see. I mean, the unity, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever honestly see a team that's closer together with this type of talent here in New Orleans. Because, uh, Eric, this is a special group. They're doing everything the right way. Well, I watched Pete Maravich play at the, at the Dome as a New Orleans Jazz, a member of the New Orleans Jazz. And I watched him put on some shooting displays in, in my youth. <laughs> Alvarado reminded me of Maravich the other night with his 38 points. The deep threes, uh, the passing, the scoring. 
Uh, it's almost like he can't be he he cloned Maravich in, in a much smaller package. Yeah, you're right. Nobody expected to see that. Everybody was kind of surprised, even though you knew you were capable of seeing a big game from Jose because we saw it in preseason. I think he had 28 points uh, in a preseason game, and we asked Willie about it. And afterwards, he said, "Yeah, he's going to have some big games for us." But I don't think anybody envisioned to where he'd be the leading scorer through what 24 games. Um, on the Pelicans, right? He's, he's number one, 38 points in the game. I think after that, Zion's had the second oh. most, 34, and then Brandon's somewhere down there, mm-hmm. too. Jose Alvarado has been a revelation, honestly. You knew that he's gritty. I mean, we've seen it since day one. But the thing that is, is amazing to me, and this is what I mean by it's so important to have this chemistry, it seems like these guys lift each other up. So suddenly, mm-hmm. Jose almost has rational confidence. So I know in his mind, he's thinking, I'm not a shooter. I'm not a scorer. I'm supposed to be a secondary guy. Well, guess what? He kept on shooting that three ball on that night against the Nuggets, and I'm glad he did, but he shot it with confidence. It wasn't because I'm open or somebody's telling me I got to shoot it. No, he knew exactly what to do, kind of like what we see with Dyson Daniels. Mm-hmm. That might be the best example. Dyson seems to know what to do out there every time he's on the floor, and he does it confidently. And when you've got all the players doing all of that, executing so well, even if you miss shots, you're still going to be in the game. You're still going to be fighting for a chance to win. And that's what we've seen this year, right? So when they don't have it like they did last night against the Pistons, couldn't make a three ball, had a lot of turnovers, they still beat them because they outgridded the Pistons. Mm -hmm. All right, i got about a minute and a half left. Talk talk about this weekend, uh, Ben, back-to-back matchup Friday and Sunday against the Suns. I think everybody in the world is looking forward to this rematch from the uh, playoffs last season. Because, you know, Phoenix knocked the Pelicans out four games to two, and, and it felt like New Orleans could have probably won at least one more game. Had either things gone a few, you know, few, few more things gone right, the referees, Chris Paul not having an amazing career game, let alone even DeAndre Ayton. So everybody wants to, especially the Pelicans, of course, the players, they're looking forward in seeing where they stack up, stack up against the team that eliminated them last year. And I'll tell you what, I think they're going to look really good. I mean, I know Chris Paul just came back last night, and boy, they look dreadful in that loss to the Boston Celtics. But the, the Suns can be had. They don't have Drake Crowder, so it'll be interesting to see. Who's going to guard Zion? I mean, we know that no individual defender can guard him, but when you don't have a physical defender like as in Drake Crowder, I'm not sure how the Suns plan on even slowing down Zion. So I can't wait, Eric. It's going to be fantastic yeah. because if the Pelicans can handle their business, imagine if they sweep them because both games are at home. Suddenly they're going to widen their lead in the Western Conference and they can do even further damage. There's two against the Jazz after that, another one against the Suns. So this is an important five-game stretch, but the Pels, they're playing their best ball of the season despite being a little shorthanded. And hopefully they'll get B.I. back and Herb Jones, which will help as well. We always appreciate the time. Tell the folks about your fantastic site. It's a go-to site for any Pelican fan out there and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, thanks, Eric. You can catch all of our work over at SB Nation. It's all one word, www.thebirdrights.com. And we're covering everything, um, each game, practices, all the news you need to know, and putting it up there for you, either in stories or we're going to record some podcasts coming up, including tonight. So if you like to listen, there you go. Look forward to sometime go. tomorrow morning. That sounds great. And uh, to everybody out there that's going to the Pelican games, remember, leave early. High school championships over at the Dome uh, on, on Friday night and, of course, Sunday at 2.30 tip uh, for the Pels. Thanks so much, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. Go Pels. That's right. Take care, Eric, and have a good weekend. 
You too, bud. Thanks so much. All right, Doug. Remember, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you know you'll need an air conditioning system anytime soon, call my friends at Burkhardt uh, before the end of the year. January 1st, the minimum efficiency ratings are changing. That means AC contractors can no longer install the most affordable air conditioning systems and prices are going to increase. The team at Burkhardt has these affordable systems available for you right now to be installed. All you have to do is call Burkhardt and save while supplies last. Hey, you can finance that over time with credit approval. Remember, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. Truly a company can trust. Doesn't matter what type of system you have at your home or business. They can service it, and they are authorized sales on the top brands in the industry. A company I've trusted for three decades. You can as well. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. ACpromise.com. That's ACpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Oceana Grill. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar, all open seven to eight days a week, all are open late, all are open during the, uh, the Christmas holiday season, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Uh, they're all open until 1 a.m. in the morning. Uh, it's the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Go get yourself a great meal or gift cards to give on this holiday season. Jordy Collada is next. I'm Eric Asher. Don't move. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One. Skip the symptoms, not the celebration. Celebrate comeback season with Mucinex Fast Max Cold and Flu All-in-One. Its maximum strength formula tackles up to nine cold and flu symptoms. Try Mucinex All-in-One and get $5 cash back to celebrate your comeback. Visit FastMaxCashBack.com to learn more. Use as directed. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, this is Eric Asher. If you know you'll be needing a new air conditioning system anytime soon, then you should call my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating before the end of the year. Because on January 1st, new federal rules mean all AC contractors are no longer able to install the most affordable air conditioning systems. The team at Burkhardt has these affordable systems available for install right now. There's financing available too. So see by calling Burkhardt today or learn more at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. 
Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and, of course, Mambo's 411 Bourbon Street. I'm telling you, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street, uh, Cajun Creole cuisine uh, that's out of sight, uh, cocktails that are made by, again, some of the great mixologists we have in the city, magnificent cocktails. Um, you can dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard. It's beautiful by day, spectacular by night. They've got beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. The second floor, if you take the elevator there, again, a, a bar right there, and, and, uh, and, but also, again, a Bourbon Street balcony. It's a huge, uh, again, a huge restaurant uh, as well. Uh, third floor, well, it's uh, Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Uh, fantastic sight lines from the rooftop bar. Again, um, a place to have your next event, uh, have some cocktails, have some dinner. Again, lunch. Uh, lunch and dinner available seven days a week. Uh, you can find out more at mambonola.com where the full menu is. Perfect night out for friends, family. Maybe that romantic getaway. Maybe the next event, maybe try to close that business deal. Also, don't forget all the Oceana family restaurants, uh, again, can uh, have, have private rooms for you to rent out uh, for your next event. And, of course, uh, come experience uh, Bourbon Street like you never have uh, over at Mambo's. Uh, right next door is the hideout bar, live music in a, in, a, uh, in a French Quarter building. It's about 300 years old in a courtyard setting, fantastic cocktails, and also food available. You can literally make it a night in the 400 block of Bourbon Street, 411 Bourbon Street, right at Mambo's. Go right next door to the hideout bar. Go back to Mambo's right there. You don't have to even move. Uh, it's just that good. That's Mambo's in the Hideout Bar. And again, remember, all are open seven days a week. All are open late. All are open Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Uh, and again, they will be serving cocktails, food, and don't forget about gift cards to give to your uh, give out to uh, uh, those that you're gifting this uh, holiday season. A gift card from the Oceana Family of Restaurants will be fantastic. All right, joining us in the program now as he does each and every week. I just think he's got his show is blowing up. I think it's one of the great shows that we have on the air here in, here in Louisiana. He's on the digital platform, YouTube. The Jordy Colada Show has fantastic guests. It's a lot of fun. And more importantly, again, what I love about it is it's always great information. And he joins us each and every week on our program. Jordy, welcome to the show. As always, hope you're doing well, my friend. Hey, looking forward to getting down to the city tomorrow for some state championship action. Always good to be with you, man. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm really good. And uh, it, a lot of people are excited about the upcoming state championship, myself included, uh, and um, uh, a lot of uh, young players that, that may be wearing the purple and gold before it's all said and done, huh? No, it's going to be a great weekend. One of the big, you know, one of the great weekends in South Louisiana. He always here in the first of December, in the first part of December before Christmas, getting everybody together for uh, for state championship action in New Orleans is always a great time, and there'll be a lot of teams and a lot of and a lot of players, and uh, as always, it'll be a lot of fun uh, with uh, uh, with 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 the teams on display. Yep, no doubt. Um, let's talk first of all about transfer portal. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, those that are defecting to, to the NFL draft. Uh, there's been some news over the last two days. Can you update us uh, uh, for the audience that maybe have not heard who's, who's, who's coming, who's going? So far, it's, again, who's going or who's staying? 
Well, right now, LSU's gotten some news. Uh, of course, the big name was Jack Bash entering the transfer portal. They also got word that Jay Ward, the, the safety, was going to be entering the NFL draft. And Makai Gardner, who transferred over from UL, is going to be entering into the NFL draft. So they got some moving and shaking right now going on. Uh, but, but they're also looking for players, too. You know, I think uh, they're out there scouring the portal to make sure that they're uh, turning over all of their resources and all the names uh, that they could possibly find to bring in, but uh, it, this is a wild time right now in college football, Lee, with bowl preparation, early signing period next week, transfer portal opening up for business on Monday. Uh, you know, I mean, I know these coaches make a lot of money, uh, and, 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 you know, we, we, we talk about them and criticize them, but this is a, you know, it's a demanding time right now to be a college football coach. No doubt about it. Cole Taylor also entering the, the transfer portal and Keyshawn yep. Bouti yep. staying at LSU. Let me ask you about that. Are you surprised? Very much so. You know, look, I, I was surprised more because of, of the play that he made Saturday night. I mean, he takes a simple crossing route against the best defense in college football, makes one man miss and goes 60 yards to the house. I think, you know, I thought that answered a lot of questions that, that, that NFL scouts, that coaches, uh, you know, decision makers at the, at, at the next level would – would wonder about on booty and you know for him to make that play after you know all he's been through this year i, I really thought that that was kind of the the, the, the icing on the top you know of, of him gonna you know go to go, go to the nfl draft but um you know for him to come back was very surprising i think you know you, you now put him into a room that man that wide receiver room for lsu is going to be special next season with the guys that they got coming in the guys that got coming back and um you know it's going to be uh, with, with Kayshawn in that mix, I mean, it's going to be it, it's going to be something to see. A couple of five stars coming in too, right? Yeah, Sheldon Sampson Jr. here from Baton Rouge, and then Jalen Brown out of Florida. You know, out of out of South Florida, out of Miami, is is coming in the class as well. And um, you know, even Kyle Rogers, who's over in Georgia, excuse me, in Texas, uh, Kyle Parker. Uh, mm-hmm. over in, uh, in 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 Texas, has had a really good senior season. So uh, this. This wide receiver class is, is special, man. Uh, Kai Prion uh, from, from St. James is in the class as well. I mean, it's, it's going to be a stacked room next fall. Now, um, I have, I have um, Mike Scarborough on, on the show every week. On Tuesday, he told us – I'm sorry, it was actually yesterday on Wednesday uh, that uh, his sources are telling him that Jaden Daniels is coming back to school for, for his senior year, a fifth-year senior. Um, I'd like to get your, your – your your reaction to that. And then I, I want to talk about the log jam now, if he does come back at, at quarterback, Nussmeyer, Howard, Daniels, Collins coming in. Uh, again, the transfer portal is full of quarterbacks right now. Uh, give me your thoughts. First of all, have you heard that he's coming back? Do you think he's coming back? And then what's the domino effect is if he does come back? I have not have heard officially that he's coming back. I've, I've talked to, to, to people around Daniels, and I've heard both, both sides, that he's exploring coming, going out, he's exploring coming back, uh, and, and the, you know, nothing official had been made uh, yet. It seems like it's trending towards him coming back, but like I said, nothing official to report. You know, LSU's got a good problem when, when you talk about this, this, this quarterback room, but it, it's getting to a point where there's going to have to be some brutal conversations that – that have to be had. Look, I know that they they really like Walker Howard. They feel like the future of the program is 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 around him, and he's going to have a lot to say about it. Um, you know, Jaden Daniels really evolved here in his in his first year. I think that you know there was a lot of anticipation that he was going to come in for a year and kind of hold it over until 
they could get some money prepared and, and you know to kind of carry it on into the future and you know look for, for as good as Nussmeyer was in the second half the other night and he was fantastic he still he, he still made some errant throws and some things that we've looked at and you know said really you know you got to put an emphasis on protecting the ball and you, you, you have to you have to be smarter with 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 your decision making and um, you know he had a couple of turnovers he should have had a couple of more and. Um, you know, I think that the, the the staff takes heed to that. They they, they notice that stuff. I, you know, I really we talked about it earlier this week. I, I really think they 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 want to build the future around Walker Howard. I think that starts next season. I think at some point, you know, they'll, they'll let these guys know that it's going to be an open competition. But you know, for for Daniels being the incumbent and. Nussmeyer having a really good showing at, at the SEC title game, and you know Walker Howard being the five-star guy. I think you know it's, it's you know nobody's going to be told who's who the starter is. I think it's going to be open competition, but I think internally, you know, I think the staff feels like Walker's probably the best guy for the gig, and um, you know it'll be interesting to see how this thing shakes out because uh, I you know like, I I believe this is this is the golden age of LSU quarterbacks. You know, I mean, I, I've never I've never seen. Uh, the the program recruited at this level. I've never seen the program have as much talent as they do on, on the campus at, at at one time like they they have, and uh, it, it's it, it's pretty incredible to see the way that they they've recruited that position since Burrow left. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, in your opinion, where a lot of people thought Daniels got a promise last year, you come to come to LSU, you'll be the starter. It'll be a wide open competition if he does come back. If he doesn't come back, what do you think he he is in terms of uh, of draft prospects? Um, you know, some have said mid round. Uh, you know, uh, some have said maybe early. Uh, you know, uh, maybe a third to, to the sixth round pick. What what are you hearing? Yeah, I would say a third to fifth round pick. I saw that Mel Kiper has him listed as the fifth best quarterback in the draft. Uh, this season, yeah, it's somewhere you know, that, that that he's got potential to come back and work his way into a high round draft pick, or you know he could he he could leave and be somewhere around a a third to fifth, depending on how he worked out, depending on how you know he tested and um and, and played in front of scouts. So you know I think that he could he could answer a lot of questions in the pre draft prospect in the process, but you know beforehand he's probably a middle of the pack guy right now. Let's shift gears back to, again, looking back at this past year. Um, how special of a year it was, despite, again, the two losses at the end of the season, the A&M loss being the killer there, and, of course, uh, losing to Georgia in the, in the SEC championship. But SEC West champs, you know, winning nine games. Uh, your synopsis of what you saw and, and, and how far Kelly has come in just one season at the helm. Incredible. He, you know, I mean, not even a year ago, we were talking about a team that was gearing up to go play a bowl game with 38 scholarship players and, you know, you had wide receivers playing quarterback and you had, you know, guys out of position and, you know, the, the, the program was bleeding players out. You know, nobody really believed in, in, in what they were selling. And, you know, Kelly came in and created a, a lot of, um, you know, responsibility. He, he created a lot of accountability. Uh, immediately, and you know, you either bought in or or you were done. And you know, there was no secret about it. And the way that the team responded, the way that the leadership council was 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 created, and and what it did for the locker room, um, you know, I think is 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 all of a testament what we're seeing today. You know, I mean, I think that was no accident. You know, I mean, of of of, of how they. they 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 performed um, in just you know the early days of of what they were doing here. You could see the discipline being installed and, you know, you can now see the, really the advantage and the benefits, uh, you know, the, 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 the benefits of that going in. 
Um, when you look at this matchup against Purdue, I, you know, I think LSU fans think Citrus Bowl, oh, you know, but, but again, uh, with this team, with this season, have a chance to 10 wins, uh, playing against a Big Ten opponent. This is a big game, in, in my opinion. Oh, I think so, too. Look, you don't want to go into this offseason losing three games. You know, for as, as positive as this year was, and either, you know, any way, either way you perform in this bowl game, you know, when we look back at the 2022 edition of LSU football, it'll be a positive story. But in, 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 the, in the immediate, you know, you, you don't want to lose, you don't want to lose the momentum that you gained all season long uh, in, in, in really kind of the positivity that, you know, is around the program. Right. I mean, it's it's, um, you know, that, that they have totally changed the narrative and changed the feeling around LSU football. And, you know, to lose three in a row going into the offseason against a team that's going through a coaching change against a team that's, you know, going through a lot of adversity would, mm-hmm. would, would definitely be an immediate setback. But, you know, all in all, when you look at this thing from a 30,000 square foot view, um, you know, it's a huge success. See? No, no yeah. matter how you slice it, going to the SEC championship game and winning the West is, um, you know, nobody would have nobody would have believed that. Nobody when we were at SEC media days in Atlanta over the summer, if I would have presented that to anybody, nobody would have taken that bet. No way. You know, for LSU would have, to, to to be there and to have that opportunity was, um, you know, it, it, it's it, it's a it's a huge success in year one. Yeah, I would agree. Um, a question I get all the time from, from listeners, and I asked this to Scarborough earlier the week, um, special teams have been an issue. Uh, yeah. Bill Polian and, and Brian Kelly have a great relationship. Do you anticipate changes at that position, or will he get a, a little bit of a mulligan here and get another year to turn the special teams around? Look, I I believe a lot of what Kelly says. You know, I mean, I think you know what, what Kelly talks about. He he's he's an attention to detail guy. He, he puts emphasis on on you know going after weaknesses and and cutting them out and really you know feeding the strengths of the program. And you know if he if what he says is 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 true, then something has to be done at the at the special team spot. And I know him and Polian are boys, and you know, look, that's the problem in coaching. When, when when you have all this money at stake and you got all these opportunities, you know, I mean, that, that, look, I, I don't want to point to salary, but you know, when you, when you're talking about a special teams coordinator that's making upwards of six hundred thousand dollars a year, and you you got mistakes like they made in the SEC title game, and you've also got mistakes like they made in the opener against Florida State. I mean, that unit plagued LSU from literal start to finish, and and if if, if Kelly, you know, is 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 real about what he talks about you know i think he's definitely going to have to he's going to have to do something to that <laughs> i mean he's going to have to right. he's going to have to make a move and look there's a lot of ways within a within a budget within a program like lsu to reassign somebody you know and and and, and there's there's many of, of places that, that that you can place your boy but you know i, I would probably take the headset off of him because yeah. you know th- those those jobs those 10 on the field jobs at an sec school are that those are premium, man. And, and if you're a true contender, if you're a championship contending program, it comes down to decisions like that. Yes. It comes down to the littlest things. And if you know, you're doing somebody a favor, odds are that's going to catch up with you at some point, and that'll get you beat by Saban. That'll get you beat by uh, Kirby Smart. You know, that'll get you beat by Jim Harbaugh because you know, those guys aren't doing that. They've they probably done that in their 
in their coaching past, and they learn from it. But, look, we've seen that done here in, in, at, at LSU. Les Miles hiring Camp Cameron, um, you know, Ed Ogeron hiring Derek Panamski. Um, you know, I mean, uh, we've seen a lot of good old boy networks been done, you know, uh, backroom deals been done here at LSU, and rarely, if ever, do they work out. 100% agree. Jordy, tell everybody about your fantastic show, how they can catch it, how they can follow you on social media as well. At Colada Show on socials, the easiest way to find us is if you want to find us there. But every morning, 7 to 9 a.m., Colada Show, Monday through Friday, we're excited to announce a brand-new podcast under our umbrella, the Will Wade Podcast. Coach debuted his podcast earlier this week on Monday. It was a smashing success. We just sat down with him for 45 minutes, and he just talked ball. Top 25, recruiting, scheduling, NBA, um, and really kind of showed off his knowledge. That's going to be the form every Monday of – just kind of learning about hoop and talking basketball with Coach Wade. So uh, another podcast that we are introducing in our family of, of media over here at FM Digital that we're very proud of and looking forward to growing that one uh, as we get into hoop season. The empire is growing. Again, uh, jump on board now. And As always, we appreciate your time. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Thank you. There he goes, Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. Uh, today's program brought to you by, by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, uh, the Hideout Bar. Uh, again, all are open all are open late, and all are, are open for you to be able to enjoy a great meal. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a radio and digital account executive. Excellent earning potential, incredible benefits, and wonderful working conditions. Outside sales experience preferred. To apply, go to Cumulus.com and click on Work Here. That's Cumulus.com. Join the winning team today at Cumulus Media New Orleans and change your life for the better. Radio and digital marketing is a high energy, fun, and exciting career. Apply at Cumulus.com and equal opportunity employer. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? 
at DullyDebosier, that call is free. And we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 22-13578. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Cavender's Christmas Countdown Sale is going on now, and we've got the best selection of boots around. Save up to 30 bucks on men's and ladies' exotic boots, or save up to 20 bucks on popular ladies' booties from Corral and Circle G. Get 15 bucks off hard-working work boots from Double H, Durango, Justin, Tony Lama, or Twisted X. And kids' boots are now 10% off. There's something for everyone on your list, so hurry in and save during the Christmas Countdown Sale at Cavender's. All right, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. I want to thank you again, the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, and the Hideout Bar, our title sponsor here on a Friday. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow of all the sponsors sponsor our program. Click on the icon. It'll take you right to our sponsors, and you'll find everything you need to know. Thanks for supporting those sponsors. Thanks for those sponsors supporting our program. Again, thanks to Jordy Collada, also uh, uh, Ali Gassell, um, uh, Ross Jackson, and Gary Smith. Also, Rudy back at studio. Thank you for listening to the program. Coming up next is the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. Have a wonderful weekend, New Orleans. I'll see you on Monday. I'm preempted tomorrow from the dog catch to the governor. And that includes the mayor. They all got to go.